following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and Tyler are back at it, recapping all that was week three. Upsets, comebacks, and Texas back? I'm kidding. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Two Point Conversation. I'm a man. What's going on? It was bound to happen. It was. The first two weeks were 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 too good that we had to have a weekend of complete <laughs> dominance by most teams. Yeah, um, you know, every game from yesterday was kind of boring. A lot of landslides. Some games were close. Some games were decided on a hail mary. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was, it was a slow week. Yeah. It's something that I saw on Twitter, a, uh, fellow bills fan, uh, Ashama, whatever, Aaron Quinn from cover one, uh, also fellow, <coughs> Michigan. he, uh, he goes, I don't follow college as much as I used to. Cause it seems like every time I turn on a game, it's a blowout. And I, I told him, I'm like, you kind of missed out. <laughs> if you were watching the first two weeks, just about every time slot, the noon, the three, and then the late, all had moments where you could find mm-hmm. that was competitive, entertaining, exciting, you know, all those great words. But uh, this week, you had to search a little deeper, maybe care a little bit more about the narratives um, instead of just purely enjoying a competitive football game. So what um what action were you able to catch the most of? What do you have a game? Um I watched our boys in blue. Watched it a little bit at home and then I had to go to work, but then I watched the end of it. Uh I think I turned uh one of the guys at work changed the channel. He said, oh, this game's over. I said, Yeah, you're kinda right. Uh and then it led us to Oregon and BYU, which was close in the beginning and then the Ducks took over, and then we were kind of busy after that. I think we watched a little bit of Auburn, Penn State, but we know what Penn State did. Yeah, yeah. It, the The theme of the Big Ten this week was um, minus maybe one team. Just here's your opportunity to have an easy layup opponent and just blow the doors off them. So <laughs> case in point, Michigan, Connecticut, Michigan, 59 nothing. Uh, Iowa, Nevada, as bad as Iowa's offense and and performances have been as of late, I was pretty sure they would be able to win. Yeah, twenty seven nothing. We are, I mean, uh, our hated rival had an opportunity to take on not a like Washington has a good name still, but they weren't expected to be that competitive in the Pac twelve this year. So kind not a layup for the state, but like a good chance to like have a good early win against a competitive opponent. Uh, state blows that chance. 
Yeah, and uh, Washington has uh, Big Ten ties with their quarterback who would play at Indiana last year and transferred out. Well, uh, Penix, 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 yeah. something like that. Yep, he can flash. He has moments. Um, you know, overall though, the you know the Big Ten, you know their opportunities. I mean, here we go, Ohio State, Toledo. Like <laughs> as yeah. expected, you know, here's your here's your cupcake. Blow them out. They did it. I thought that. All those games went kind of according to plan. I really didn't think that, <clears throat> excuse me, that Michigan State would have um, an easy time with Washington. If I had to, you know, if I was a betting man, I would not have bet that game. I would have stayed away <laughs> from the game. Um, instead, my money would have gone to Purdue at Syracuse. Caught all the second half of this because Michigan was a blowout, and I knew that I could catch up on all that stuff later on so a half was good enough for me and i uh, went over to watch the orange men because i know there's a lot of orange men fans in and around the western new york region um so i kind of like pull for them especially football because they're almost always underdogs but i'm also a big and we know if you listen to our big 10 preview that i'm uh, pulling for purdue and i think purdue's a fun program this year in the big 10 kind of sneaky that offense can be dynamic. That uh, the connection between the quarterback and uh, his, his number one receiver Jones, um, fantastic. Watching those two operate together is is fun. They play they they grew up together. They played like team oh, together and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, man, what a game! So it, it gets to be the second half and. <laughs> If you were watching this game from afar, like I was while watching another game, I was like, huh, low scoring high, uh, defensive game here for Syracuse and uh, uh, Purdue. But uh, that's not what it ended up being because in the fourth quarter, those two teams combined for 42 points. They went absolutely bonkers in the fourth quarter. It was so fun to watch. Like I tuned in at like just the right time. Um. Trying to see if any of the I gotta pull up the stats here. So uh O'Connell quarterback for the Boilermakers, 424, three touchdowns, a pick. The dude was just airing it out all over the field. Um, like I said, this his number one receiver is uh Jones. He goes eleven for one eighty eight and a touchdown. And then the Orangemen, who end up pulling it off late with an awesome corner of the end zone touchdown. Uh, Schrader is their starting quarterback. He, uh, 181, not great yardage, but he, he was clutch with the touchdowns. He had three touchdowns on the day. Um, Gadsden leads their way receiving six catches, 112 yards. Uh, Schrader actually got out of the pocket and ran the ball 17 times, which I was surprised by because he's actually a pretty big dude. He's not small at all. So, um, man, what a fun game. And, I would have lost a lot of money because I would have been taking Boilermakers no problem because I Syracuse they're gonna fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, two wins is nice, but they're not gonna make it three and zero. Tied into that is so Syracuse basketball right used to be big mm-hmm. deal. They're no oh, yeah. basketball. There's several other basketball uh, heavy colleges right now that are three and zero. Can you name? Four other heavy college basketball teams 
that currently have a three and zero record in football? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess here. Uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Three and zero. Kansas. Kansas, correct. Three and zero. I'm not sure about the other one. Duke can't be Duke. Duke three and zero. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know about the other one. I'm not a big basketball guy. Um, Think of Duke's rival. I don't know who the rival is. Virginia? Can't be Virginia. Hills. Oh, North Carolina. North Carolina also sitting at 3-0. and First time, supposedly first time ever that it's Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina that have ever made it to 3-0 and in football. Both, or all four at the same time. I wonder what's going on. That's good. That's crazy. It's awesome. It's, it's, it is it's good to see. For this year, I think. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, it is good to see. Yeah. Uh, staying in the ACC, uh, you had Texas A&M taking on Miami. Huge moment for Texas A&M to keep their season from completely falling apart. Uh, they end up pulling this one out 19-7 uh, to over Miami. Um, as far as I could tell, I didn't get to watch this game, but as far as I could tell, it, it and I'm just controlled the Miami offense. They needed to win this one. They did. And it is by their defense. You know what I mean? They changed up the quarterback. Um, let's see if it even made a big deal. I'm not even sure. Um, so this dude, Johnson, let's see if it'll let me pull it up. Bleacher reports weird. Sometimes you can't. Pull up players' names, and you can't. Okay, sorry, dude. Um, he only has a touchdown on the day, but they sat their dude King, um, which I thought was a strange move because I didn't think it was really King's fault. But I think, um, what's his name? He came over from Florida State. I'm blinking on Texas A&M's name right now. His coach, the coach's name, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. Thank you. Yeah. I think he's really he's grasping because I mean they had the number yeah. one they had the number one recruiting class this year, and they got a whole lot of money getting poured into that program from boosters and stuff like that. So pressure was on for him for sure. I was about to say if they if they lost that game, you think he would have been closer to being fired or even fired? He's got such a large contract. I don't know. It's hard to predict those Texas schools. And who they'll fire and when they'll fire them, because like Sark, Sark would probably be in the same category. You know what I mean? If right. if if he would have lost this week after blowing it against Alabama, like they would have been for his head. They're crazy. Yes, yeah. yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. It's a good. It's a good. You know, chance I guess because yeah, but, but maybe the, sometimes the money works against you. Like the money saves you because they don't want to pay someone not to do a job, but at the same time, you know, you look at the guy and like, we paid you this amount of money and this is what we're getting out of it. Like, right. And the the same thing with Brian Kelly, you know, even if they wanted to fire him in LSU, I think his buyout is like 10 million. Yeah. I was like, geez, I didn't, I didn't look at that game. Uh, do you know who won uh, in that one? Uh, I think LSU did. It did. Okay. I think they played a nobody. Uh, I gotcha. They probably didn't even play. I don't know. I might be just. No, they did. They played. Uh, <laughs> it was in conference. It was a seven o'clock tip off or kickoff. I just can't remember who they were playing. Was it Mississippi? It wasn't Ole Miss. Ole Miss played a nobody. In Mississippi State. 
Yeah, it might have been Mississippi State. Dak Prescott's alma mater. That's who I always think of when I think of that school. Mississippi State? Yeah. Yeah. You have that with, with schools like there's like always just one guy that oh, like, yeah. oh, like I can't. Like like Ole Miss, it's Eli Manning for me. See, when I think of Louisville, I always think of Lamar Jackson, even though I'm not a Lamar, uh, uh, Lamar, Lamar fan. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, always, I always think Louisville or James Winston with Florida State or Marcus Mariota, Oregon. Florida State Dion for me because I'm old. Okay. But, I, <laughs> but he had so many records and everything. He was so dominant in, in FSU, you know, two-sport athlete that was just amazing at both sports. Right. Um, yeah, that's fun. So, staying in the ACC real quick, uh, mentioned this that Pitt rebounds. They are, you know, sitting at twenty three in the APP rankings. So, really couldn't stand to lose to Western Michigan here. They don't. They win thirty four thirteen. So, good on Pitt. I like following along. I like to see their season continue to grow. It's a good program they got going on up there. So, good for them. Uh, staying in conference as well. Uh, NC State took on Texas Tech. Pretty good challenge to start the year for the Wolfpack uh, in the first three weeks. They went 27 to 14, and their star quarterback, uh, Leary, did not have a good day. I thought he would have had a better day. He's one of my dark horse guys for the draft, Leary, for NC State. One of my okay. days, you guys. But he only passed for a hundred and hundred and twenty-one. That's not good. <laughs> no touchdowns. Uh, but maybe Texas Tech's defense is pretty good. Uh, also in conference, staying in the ACC, uh, Wake Forest, number nineteen in the country, took on Liberty. Liberty was winning for a good portion of this game, not in a blow-off fashion, but always leading the game. But Wake Forest ends up pulling it off. Uh, yeah, they outscored them in the fourth quarter, 17-13, to 13, to end up winning 37-36. to 36. This was a game that I wish that I would, would have been able to watch. Uh, the timing just wasn't right, and I'm not sure if I got it. I think it was an ESPN Plus game, but by the way, do you have ESPN Plus? I do. Dude. Life changer. How, how clutch is that for the random sports? It's the best thing in the world. It's one of the best investments I ever made. It's it incredible. Used to be a lot, and it used to be a lot cheaper. They bumped it up, but yeah, it used to be only four ninety nine a month. And I'm like, why wouldn't anyone want this? This is awesome. Yeah, really. Me and my buddy were watching cricket. We had no clue what was going on. <laughs> we're watching. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, so ACC action. A uh, bunch more blowouts happen in uh, the conference here. Uh, Ole Miss took on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech got absolutely destroyed for two to nothing. But the um, uh, and then Clemson dominated again. Blah blah blah. But uh, the marquee game actually happened Friday night. Uh, I did watch this. Did you catch Florida State Louisville? I did. I watched uh, bits and pieces of it at work. And uh, all I gotta say, Florida State's all white uniforms with the white helmets. Those are pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah, sneaky good. Pretty clean. And I do like uh, the heavy red black from Louisville. The fact that yeah, I do too. Like almost an all red uniform, but then an all black helmet. I thought that was pretty nice too. 
Uh, we probably got some old time listeners that think it's lame and, you know, shout out to you guys for keeping the uh, old guy mentality going. I like traditional. I do too. I, I do too. I, I like mm-hmm. traditional a little bit, but uh, man, what was your takeaway from this game? Um, I really like Louisville's quarterback. I, th- I think his name is Cunningham. He reminds me, I know I brought up Lamar Jackson a little bit ago, but he reminds me of a lot of Lamar. I I, I see a lot of similarities between those two. He looks to run a little bit more than Lamar did, I think. Yeah. He would rather be on his feet than throw it. Which is fine. Well, yeah. When he makes a decision to run, it's just like, I don't know if there's anyone in the field capable of ever tackling him on a consistent basis. Like, how are you ever yeah. tackling him not 10, 15 yards down the field? Yeah, He's seriously. so fast. He gets to that second level before they have a, a, a chance to even react. And like I said, it's, it's how decisive he is that I really like about him. Um, On Florida State side, the, the star of the game for them is this dude, Johnny Wilson. He's six foot seven. Wide receiver, Damn. yeah, six seven. He catches. Uh, he had he was targeted eight times. It, it seemed like they were always throwing him eight times. He had seven catches, 149 yards, two touchdowns. One of them was a nasty one handed catch in the corner of the end zone, uh, where he almost got two feet in. But college rules, he gets the one foot, he's good to go. Um, him, him going forward, thinking about what he'll be in the next level. Someone said Darren Waller, right? So okay. that, that makes sense. Um, but I thought of the negative right away, and I'm like, ooh, either you're either you're closer to Funches or Waller, and don't be closer to Funches because that could nah. be pathetic. And yeah, NFL. did not work right. So he's he's got to transition to tight end probably at six seven. But I don't know, man. I mean. <laughs> Who knows what a whiteout is and and someone? Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, you don't know. You put them in a different offense. Who knows? So that was fun Friday night, back and forth, high scoring, super fun. Florida State ends up they're they're three and zero. How did this I know? <laughs> I I don't know how I missed this, but I just looked at their record and it says that Florida State's three and zero, and I don't I don't even know who they played. We've been dogging them too, like you know. We we have, yeah. So we'll own it. Kudos to them. Uh, The college football is better when you know Florida State's good. Um, College football is also better when uh, Notre Dame is good. And I don't know if they're going to be good this year, but Notre Dame bounced back. They 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 got the monkey off their back. They did. Uh, So kudos to them. Uh, who did they play? They're not in the conference, so it's hard to. Uh, so I just have to go to all games. I guess I could search for it. Let's see. Did they play Kale? That's it. Well done, sir. I knew it was. It was a random loss too. It it wasn't great. Uh, there's a bad video of Tommy Reese sitting up in the booth. Just completely shredding his quarterback over the phone. Oh, I seen that. Yeah, just it's not a good look. 
I wish they would not because people were like trying to do little lip reading. So basically the gist was do your effing job. The whole effing team is counting on you was what people more or less thought he was saying, but you don't get to know these relationships between these players and these coaches. So snippets of like stuff like that. I hate when that stuff comes out because people get opinions and the narrative gets, you know, run one way or the other. And it's not fair to the quarterback or the coach. And, you know, it, you, and you, you won't even ask their opinion on it probably more than, more than anything. Cause it's college. So I don't know if they would necessarily ask the quarterback like, Hey, saw you getting teared into a little bit by coach. Tell me about that. You know what I mean? Or maybe in the pros you get that kind of stuff. Um, I thought that was yeah, I thought that was a bad look. I was like, yeah, come on, this stuff happens. Do you, do you have to show it right now? Like, the, yeah, really. You know, and the, it was a homecoming for uh, Monte Teo. Oh, he was there. Yeah, he came back. Nice. Okay. Shout out Netflix star Monte Teo. Did you watch that? That was insane. I have not watched it, but oh my, my god, I was like, we gotta watch him. Like, I don't want to watch it. It's sad. There's no good people in it. I feel yeah, bad. It's payout. It's, and- it's really good. I mean, if you if you get that chance, watch it. It's incredible. Shout out our sponsor, Netflix. Send that check soon, please. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, where else were we going to go? Oh, we got to mention this because it was a super fun game. Florida holds on to beat USF after a very, very close game. 31, 28. Um, that second half was wild, man, because the first half was so explosive offensively. And then Mm -hmm. it just seemed like their bulls kept getting their chances and they just couldn't capitalize on it. Um, but it came down to that, you know, that first half scoring was just enough for the Gators to hold on. You know, it, it was too much. It was 24 to 13 going into half. And then the Gators were able to hold the Bulls to 15 points in the second half. So they were able to hold on. Obviously, they had to score themselves one touchdown. But um, let's look at Richardson real quick. Rough week last week, right? Yep. Well, he didn't play too much better this week. 10 of 18, 112 yards, two interceptions. He ran the ball only seven times for 24 yards. Their leading rusher was actually a running back this week. Cool. Uh, Six carries for 103 yards. So back-to-back poor performances from Richardson. That hype train is going to come to a complete stop. Are you hopping off? I want to see one more week. Okay. I want to see what who they. I haven't got to the week four schedule yet, but if they play somebody pretty well and he plays well, I might be back. But uh, who knows? Well, they are playing Tennessee next week. Okay, so that's a good. That's a big game. Yeah, that's uh, right now. Before anything changes, that's uh, two top twenty teams playing each other. That. Next week, a lot of conference games in conference games kick off next week. So, thank God. Yeah, and I didn't know. Um, <laughs> exactly, I didn't know Etn's brother played for Florida too. Trevor Etn. Yeah, I did not. I don't think I knew that either. I don't think I knew that either. I wonder if he's even half as good as his brother. I don't even know if his brother's half as good as himself. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't know. Has he played yet? I don't think he's. I don't know. He might have played last week. I think he did, but just meh. Not meh. Just meh. Yeah. Uh, saying SEC, Arkansas with a absolute barn burner here um, with Missouri State University, which is a football program. I have no clue how good or bad they've ever been historically. It's not a team I think of. I only think of one Missouri, and that's Mizzou. Thank you very yep. much. Um, so did not know there was a Missouri State University that had a football program. They tried their best to have a cool upset of Arkansas and cool in the fact that it's Arkansas, man. They're having a good year and they were about to take all that fun away. That early fun of, wow, is Arkansas actually going to be really competitive? Um, yeah, this is, this is a game that I did not watch, but score box watched. Right. Um, I said that backwards, (laughs) but it's called box score, not score box. (laughs) Score box is what you do in the bedroom. What didn't? Anyways, uh, the star of the game for this one uh, has to be quarterback for Razorbacks, Jefferson, uh, three hundred eighty-five yards and uh, two touchdowns on the day. Pretty good job running the ball. Um, this kid Sanders is getting some hype once again. Bleach Report. I wish you would let me be able to consistently pull up players' names. See. It doesn't make any sense. I can pull up Jefferson, the quarterback, KJ, um, but I cannot pull up the running back's name, which is super dumb. Uh, but he goes 22 carries, 167 yards in the day, and a touchdown. He is looking like a top five locked running back going into the draft. So all you draft uh, nerds out there that are looking for your next fantasy guy, uh, especially dynasty players, uh, he's been mentioned quite a bit. Uh, as of late, and he looks very much the part if you watch his highlights. Once again, highlights only tell a third of the story, but hey, if you can't make big plays, you should not get drafted. Hot take. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this week was kind of dull. Uh, I don't have anyone else that we need to mention. Mention like Penn State, Auburn. I didn't know Auburn fell this hard. Yeah, I thought I was actually going to bring this up. I thought Auburn was going to keep it close. And I was actually going to pick Auburn to beat Penn State. But I'm glad I'm not a better. (laughs) You also see Sean Clifford get – yeah, oh, yeah, I've learned. (laughs) And uh, you also see Clifford get rocked, got smoked. I think I saw that clip, yes. I think that was a clip I saw on Twitter. Clifford, welcome to the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, uh, welcome to Big Ten action, Auburn, because you just got your jockstrap, I don't know, kicked in. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, Every phase of the offense, like I'm looking at the Nittany Lions stats here they played three different quarterbacks they had five i'm sorry six different people carry the ball they had seven different people have at least one catch but they had four people go for at least four catches um 
spreading the ball around, very balanced. I did not watch a second of this game. So this is all just looking at the box score. Um, score back. Yeah. If you look at the, the score, like the box score, it's it doesn't really tell too much, unfortunately. I, I was thought I was going to have like, oh, look at Auburn this, but you know, quarterback Finley, 11 of 19, 152 yards, and one interception. It wasn't even like a big turnover issue. You know, that fact that it was blow. I, I just think they just weren't ready for the environment. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Um, BYU Oregon was a highly anticipated game this week. This is a game that you were able to catch a little bit of, right? Yep. I watched a little bit of it and then I started to go downhill and BYU wasn't ready. <laughs> BYU is not ready, but that's so interesting because, you know, we didn't, the, the ducks weren't ready week one. So, you know, these two programs both catch early losses against good, po- uh, good opponents probably won't end up hurting him too much in the long run. If we were in a scenario where there was already a 12 team playoff uh, set up, then both these teams would probably be fine. They mm-hmm. wouldn't be like out of the race already. So one loss, one loss against top 25 team, normally not that big of a deal. You can uh, come back from that, but a uh, very competitive um through the first half, as you said, and you know what ends up happening is Oregon's defense um, was pretty opportunistic. It seemed like, and BYU wasn't up to the challenge. So there's that game. Ooh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers completely shellacked Colorado. I just, sorry, that was just the next game up from BYU. <laughs> It's not really worth talking about. I just happened to see him like, oh, look at that. Uh, you already mentioned it. You said Hail Mary. Uh, Appalachian State continues to have one of the funnest seasons uh, out of anyone so far this year. What do you think of this yeah. game? 32-28 over Troy. It was great. Um, it's kind of good to see Appalachian State. Appalachian State come on top. Uh, they had college game day there. So, you know, the juices were flowing, and, you know, Friday night mm-hmm. and going in on Saturday, but what a win for them. And what a play that was. That was crazy. Yeah. Just knock it down, Tommy. Just knock it down. <laughs> That's what he used to say in primetime. Anywho. Um, yeah, dude, Appalachian state, uh, had no business being able to pull this win off, but a miraculous Hail Mary that ends up getting knocked into the Appalachians receivers' hands for the nice, easy end around scoop and score thing at the end there. Uh, I thought when I first started like paying attention to this game, I was like, how do you go to Texas A&M to, like, to their stadium and play like this super competitive, close, defensive-minded game and then the next week you take on Troy and you both go over 28 points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's college football. Yeah. It's very weird. A lot of fun, though. Um, that is. Appalachian State going forward, this is when they start getting into 100% of their uh, conference schedule. They will 
be in good shape. Um, I they are a program that will be talked about probably now going forward, like they have been the last two weeks. But we'll do our best to keep our eye on them. We like pulling for the underdogs, even if they took care of our Wolverines many a year ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you? Were you uh, a Michigan fan yet when that happened? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dang. It pains me. You're old school. I love it. That was the darkest point in my fandom. Um, actually, that's not true. There's the Brady Hoke years. Those are pretty bad, too. Uh, Brady Hoke. Terrible. I wonder where he, is, where he is right now. Do you know where he is? I'm not too sure. Okay, good. What's his name? Brady Hoke. Fred Flintstone looking dude. Used to be Michigan's coach. Let's see. He was a defensive coordinator for a pretty good school for a while uh, recently. Uh, UB got stomped by Coastal Carolina. Yeah, they're a disappointing program. After losing on the Hail Mary against the Holy Cross, I think their year was done right there. Yeah. Yeah. They're all in three. How the heck are they going to be three? Rough, rough, rough. So it says Brady Hoke is in his second stint as head coach at San Diego State University. Oh, ooh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That program's in some hot water right now. Yeah. Not a good place to be, Brady Hoke. Not a good place to be. Okay. Well, want to look forward to week four now? Let's do it. Okay, uh, let's cross our fingers here and see if we can find some good games. Uh, we'll stick to the top 25. Um, Baylor will be playing host to Iowa State, 3-0 Iowa State. That's good. Um, do we have betting lines out? Probably not yet. That's the thing about doing this on a Sunday is uh, betting lines normally are not out by now. Uh, big test for Clemson. They're going to be taking on uh, Wake Forest, both 3-0. and That'll be a noon kickoff for eight, on ABC. Sorry, and a noon kickoff on some one of the ESPNs um, for Baylor and I, Iowa State. Forgot to mention that. Um, That'd be a good game. I don't know. I don't know who to take in that one. I have no reason to take Wake Forest in Clemson. Yeah. But... <laughs> Stranger things have happened. The Demon Deacon's Demon Deacon offense is actually pretty fun to mess uh, to watch too. So, good point. Maybe stay away from that one. <laughs> Don't listen to us. We're terrible betters. Terrible. Uh, Tennessee travels to Florida, as we already mentioned. This is a three thirty kickoff. So, second slate of games on Saturday already has a good prime game to watch. Uh, who are you liking this one? Uh, I am taking the upset, and I am going with the Gators. Okay, Gators at home. They may be home dogs. Not positive, obviously, because we already said no betting lines yet. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they are. Ooh, here we go. Arkansas will be hosting Texas A and M off of their big big win this week. <laughs> 
seven o'clock late later kickoff for us. Uh, ESPN uh, once again. Uh, what are you thinking? I don't think Texas A&M is there. I think this season is already folding, even though they just beat Miami. Um, I like the Razorback. Yeah, I do too. I think it's it's going to be all about A&M's offense because I do think that A&M's defense will probably be up to the challenge and keep Arkansas a little in check. So it'll be just how much that A&M has to score. I, I could easily see this being like a, a 23-17, 23-20 kind of game yep. within within a touchdown. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Alabama takes on Vanderbilt. Sorry, Vandy. Uh, Ohio State will be taking on Wisconsin in Wisconsin. That's a 7.30 kickoff on ABC. Meh. You know, they can play each other kind of close sometimes. What do you think? I like Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin, I do. I don't th- probably getting the points, too. I don't think Ohio State's all that, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Michigan fan, but I've been keeping an eye on Ohio State. Yeah, they had two cupcake teams that they just played, but they, I don't know. I like Wisconsin. Cool. I, I, I mean, with points, I might. If I'm betting, I might want to take it, but I don't know. I'm always scared of Ohio State. I'm damaged, though. Don't listen to me. I'm damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon State will travel to the hotbed that is L.A. college football scene in USC. Did you see the attendance for QCLA this week? Yeah, it did. Not look good, dude. It was horrendous. There are high school games here in Western New York that draw consistent better crowds than that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Not even to mention the other high schools, probably even in California. You know what I mean? I bet California's high schools even have better attendance than what UCL is getting. UCLA is getting. What has happened, Chip Kelly? What is going on? What's, what's yeah, I don't know here? what's going on. Uh, they're gonna have to start pulling off some like infield antics, like they're the Savannah Bananas of college football. <laughs> they're gonna have to have a dude on stilts kicking field goal or something. You, you watch that doc? The I didn't watch the doc, no, but I, I know who they are. It's so good. The doc, it's a four parter. ESPN Plus. Shout out to our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> man, if we could pull one of these sponsors. We'll have to. We'll force man. Have to stay recording podcasts. We'll yeah, really. Uh, I like this one. Uh, Syracuse traveling to Virginia. Virginia is not a good program, but it's the first real. T- I mean, I do think it produced a, a well a really good test this week for Syracuse, but an opportunity for Syracuse to go four and zero and maybe be in the top twenty five. I mean, they may rankings come out on Tuesday. So, or maybe late Monday, um, but so we don't know if Syracuse is going to be ranked at being at three and zero. They could be. I mean, they had Texas A and M at two and one, still ranked. So, I could see them being at twenty four or twenty five. I like Cuse. I like Cuse in this one. Yeah. Let's keep an eye on Cuse. I like the, the them as an underdog dark horse this week. Um, 
Like Forest Clemson, you mentioned. Ooh, this is a fun one. Louisville, one and two, versus South Florida, one and two. Uh, I don't know what network this is. Uh, this is on. It says RSN. It's, this may end up being like an ESPN Plus kind of deal where they take yeah. the feed from someone else and and put it on ESPN Plus. But it's a noon kickoff in South Florida, who just you know had a, a great effort this week, almost pulling off an upset. Uh, Louisville with Malik Cunningham is almost always much must watch TV. What are your thoughts on this one? I like Louisville in this one. Road dog. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really know much too much about South Florida, but I know I brought up Cunningham and his comparisons to Lamar earlier in the show, but I think Louisville takes it. Yeah. I mean, a- after their performance this week against Florida, I'm very interested in the seeing the rest of the season of USF. Um they have a very athletic quarterback in Bohannon. Uh, this week he rushed for 102 yards. So, yeah, I'm 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 in on that as far as not com- comp- not competition wise, but as far as entertaining TV wise, I think that is a easy uh, go ahead and watch, especially for the noon slate, uh, depending on where you live in the country. Michigan State has a chance to rebound against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's at home, so you got two and one. Michigan State traveling to Minnesota. Your thoughts here? Uh, I think Michigan State bounces back. Oh, I think I've been reading these backwards. <laughs> Is the home team on the bottom normally? I always thought the home team was on top. Anyways, I think the home team's on the bottom. Yeah, I'm I gonna... think. No, you're right. You are right because I just looked up where the stadium is, and it's dancing. <laughs> Anywho, everything I say is wrong. Don't listen to me ever. <laughs> we already mentioned um, this team. Um, oh, we'll skip over them. Sorry. A little distracting on my part. Uh, North Carolina playing host. Here we go. I got it now. Playing host to Notre Dame. 3-0 North Carolina. 1-2 Notre Dame. 3-30 kickoffs somewhere on the ESPN networks. Give me the Tar Heels in this one. Tar Heels at home. Yep. Notre Dame's not it. They almost lost to Kale on a Hail Mary. Yeah. And we know what Notre Dame did the last two weeks before that. So I like the Tar Heels at home. Four and oh, there'll be four and oh, Tar Heels, one and three, Notre Dame. We are not talking basketball. Craziness, craziness. Uh, here we go. Texas taking on Texas Tech, 330 kickoff ESPN once again. What do you think? Got, got a good matchup here? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I'm trying to think. I hope Quinn Ewers comes back soon. But I think uh, uh, October something or other is when they're looking for him. Okay, so I like I like Texas still. Okay, I think they'll uh, squeak it out there. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Oregon travels to Washington State to take on the three and O Cougars. It's four mm. o'clock. Fox. 
Yeah, I don't like Oregon in that one. I don't. Give me Washington. They can score in bunches, that Washington team. Washington State, that is. Um, buh, 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 buh. Week four slate is decent. It's decent. We already mentioned Texas A&M and Arkansas. All right, so if it's in Texas A&M, does it make a difference? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Kentucky will take on Northern Illinois. they got to win that one. How about our boys in blue at noon? Big Ten action kicked off. Yeah, finally, the Maryland Terps. Uh, are we going to Maryland or are we home again? I think we're home again. I think it's four straight. I think we're home again. So, yeah, we'll probably destroy them. Um, yep, in Ann Arbor. Uh, Tunga Viola's brother is the quarterback. Tua's brother um, is quarterback from Maryland. Has been playing pretty well this year. Yeah, he is. He's, um, so far, he's 68 for 88. 895 yards with six touchdowns. Competition is stellar, so right. Yeah, both three zero. Let's see who Maryland has played. <clears throat> Maryland has played UB. They played UB week one, right? Yep. And they played. Thanks for running super slow right now. Big t- or uh, Bleacher Report. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Technology. Here we go. Uh, yes, beat UB, beat Charlotte, whatever conference they're in, and then uh, just beat SMU 34-27, which is a fine one. Uh, nothing crazy. But yeah, noon kickoff, ES, um, ABC, I believe. Maybe it's a Big Ten. Well, you'll find it if you want to watch it. I think that's it. Uh yeah. It's gonna be a lot of more, a lot more in conference stuff. So we're gonna start getting some more concrete rankings and ideas of who these teams really are and where their seasons are headed. So we gave you our nice underdogs that we're rooting for. Pile on! Let's get some trends going for these schools. That's a lot of fun watching the basketball schools. The seriously, that's crazy now that I think about it. The Syracuse is added in there too. You got five traditional college basketball dominant universities all sitting at 3-0. That's fun. That's good stuff. I like seeing it, too, because, you know, I've always dogged Syracuse. Yeah. And it, it's good to see that they're punching me right in the mouth. <laughs> so. yeah. Me as well. Me as well. Uh, I think we can get out on that. Uh, Tyler, my man, good to see you. Good to see you. And we'll be back next week for all the fun stuff coming out of week four. Thanks so much for listening. This is a two-point conversation. And it's good. Yeah, spot. Look at the end.